Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 7,000 reviews so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. So I'm Daisy May, and we're currently on episode seven of my little series here on the Laundry Lowdown podcast called The Vintage Glamour Devotee. This whole episode is going to be on the reasons why I love Betty Page. And I have created 10 reasons. Some of them you may or may not know. They're kind of facts. They're kind of... um, We do touch upon, as a little trigger warning for people, um, about mental health. Um, I don't go into a lot of depth because she has quite an interesting slash dark slash extreme life. Incredible. And I've already decided I'm going to do another episode on this later on. But for the new year, I really wanted to focus on my inspirations, why she's um, so iconic to so many people, um, like why people idolise her, uh, why why what you know why betty lives lives on now um in 1955 she was the miss january for playboy when it was only 2 years old so she 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 was being like worshipped basically worldwide and she she basically had no idea she thought oh i'm old now that's that's that done um and then other multiple things happened to her that were really really sad and she just had no idea. And it wasn't until this, um, from what, what I'm aware, the person who, um, I think his name is Mark Mori, made a documentary um, film about her, which is the Betty Page Reveals All. Um, and from what I'm aware, from my knowledge, that he reached out to her in a letter and that's how she found all of this out. Um, and she got she got taken around all these places where there was these figurines of her and Christmas decorations of her and all this all these arts and these comic books. And there was women all over the world that got the famous Betty Bangs, like the fringe and everything. So she just yeah, she just kind of exploded when she disappeared. And she didn't know until the nineties, from I think I think what I'm saying is factually correct. Um, from my research in the film and everything um, but yeah it was in the 1990s that she um, she found out when she was an old lady so she'd gone all these years you know suffering with really severe mental health issues and multiple bad things happening to her and um, you know she went through therapy and then she got in a really really good place and she was really happy and then she found out that oh my god all these years um she's just her career had you know exploded and 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 from what I'm aware she didn't really earn any money off a lot of this stuff um but, you know but then because she was new to the industry and she wasn't really aware she would do photo shoots and get paid a certain amount and then these people owned the photos and they continued earning money off all of these things um another thing that happened was all of the um, lingerie that she, um, which is another point, um, all of the lingerie and the swimwear, pretty much all of it, she made herself. Um, and she went on this photo shoot 
And the people said to her, yeah, yeah, bring all of your lingerie and your swimwear and we'll do a shoot. And she's thinking, God, they want to shoot so much, you know, I'm getting paid good money, but God, they want to shoot a lot. And then it turned out that they were advertising all of her swimwear um, and everything in, in magazines um, without really her permission. So she could have sued them, but she didn't realise until years and years later. And I don't know, she just, from all I know, from the only quote I've heard of her is her, her actual voice being interviewed is... Um, she should have sued them and just because she kind of laughs. So she's, you know, just maybe not that bothered by it. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe that's my interpretation. But she seemed to just laugh it off like, oh, you know, what a bunch of, you know. <laughs> um. So she's just, yeah, as I say, that whole point is just, she's just a role model for so many people. I mean, even from that, as a creative person who's done a creative degree, seeing this incredible pinup who used to make her own outfits. I mean, even that's incredible you know, she's just, she's so relatable for so many people, and, you know, if you're thinking, Daisy, I want to know what, what happened to her when she was growing up, what happened is, I, I'm not understanding it all, I don't want to give it all away, because it, there is so much that happened to Betty, I am going to talk about it in April, so if you, if you want to know more about the intricacies, what I'm talking about a lot deeper, then come back in April, um, go, even go and buy the film, and go and watch the film, and when you come back in April, you'll probably enjoy me talking about it more, because you'll be like, oh yeah, and you'll get what I'm saying, but um, I really want to focus on the, the reasons why I love her and kind of leave you wanting more because there's so much to love about Betty. Um, so my fifth point, and I, I call this bit, if if the shoe doesn't fit, like the whole, you can't force it. Um, and you may have tried things after being you know pressured by other people, for example, like uh, Betty uh, had multiple marriages and she, she didn't, from what I hear, she didn't really want all their marriages. Um, she kind of, for whatever reason, felt like she should, or she was pressured into it. Um, I'm sure she cared about these people and loved them. But, you know, again, back then, that's what you did, you know, even now, that's what a lot of people do. But especially back then, as a woman, you know, you, you got married, and you had children. Now, Betty says that she could never have children. Um, um, she was a stepmom to one of the men that she married, uh, to his uh, three children. Um, but what I do love about Betty, even though she has admitted that that's one of her regrets in life is, you know, um, trusting the men that she married kind of thing, you know, into in doing what they say. When she realised that actually, you know what, I've tried this and it's not working and it's not for me, she would file for divorce. Like she would say this, this isn't for me. Um, or, for example, again, I'm not going to go into loads of detail, but um some of the men that she were with were quite abusive um a lot of well especially one of them had you know been away at war and when he came back from war they called it um what was it they called it um army fatigue probably just ptsd i would have thought um from being sent to world war ii and coming home absolutely just you know the stress of all of that i can you know we can only imagine for these poor men but he came back a different man, basically, um, and he was really not very nice. But again, I'm going to go into that at a different point because it's quite a dark story. And um, it's the new year, so I just wanted to keep this uh, more about the influences of her of her strong character. Um, and and she, she divorced him. She still had the courage to get out of that twice. She married him twice, married him a lot later down the line. Um so yeah, I just think that's really, really great, you know, to to know, 
because I even have friends now where, you know, people people aren't happy and they feel guilt about leaving. I always think for women especially, it's really important for you to be around strong women and to know strong women. Um, so you can remind yourself that, you know, if 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 something isn't for me and I'm being in, treated in a way, um, if being around other people can help remove that sense of doubt where you're like, oh, but is it me? You know, we know 99% of the time if someone isn't treating you nice, we know. But people can guilt trip you and, you know, com- you, your feelings can get, confu- you know, you're, you can get confused because of your feelings and so many things. So uh, even in that sense, um, loads of women I know that I've read about online, they say that they've helped her to leave. Um, she Betty has helped them to leave toxic relationships and things. So that in itself is is an incredible thing as well, you know, for, for women to know that. I mean, for anyone, but especially for women, especially back then when it was harder to to divorce somebody. Um, so the, ne- <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about, I'm going to bring it back up a little bit because obviously that's quite a sad topic. But number six, she was so ballsy. Now, there's a photo shoot that Betty was on and they're outside and a lot of them she's with, um, well, a fair amount of these photos, she's with other women as well, um, one in particular. And they are completely naked. Um, and someone sees them photographing on this farm and they say, they call the police and obviously they've said, you know, there's people doing out there what they shouldn't be doing. Um, and the police turn up and the actual, the cameras, the photographer's camera um for some reason when he goes to open it flicks back to zero bearing in mind there's a film in there that's counting and then for some reason the camera's glitched and he's shown the policeman and said or the cop in america and he said it's actually on zero and i don't want to open the camera because it's going to expose the film so the policeman says okay no no i understand but you you know you're going to have to move on now because you know it's it's it's, it's, it's illegal to be taking it's considered pornographic even though these photos are very um, innocent and playful and fun, and they're literally just of, of like a naked, naked body, almost like life, like a life modelling class, you know, where you do life drawing. Um, so <laughs> one of the police officers actually goes and hides in the bush. And <laughs> I mean, just imagine it, right? So they're like, yeah, yeah, they've just lied to the police. Yeah, yeah, we've all stopped. The police go in and one of them, from what I believe, one of them hides in the bushes and yells out something nasty to Betty and Betty marches up to the police officer and shouts at him um or he shouts something at her and she shouts back at him and says you know don't talk to me like that I will not have it I will not have you being that disrespectful to me like she was and, and I have done that in my life to men I will not have you talking to me that way it's simple no I will not tolerate it and I hate saying the word tolerate because sometimes I feel like you think, oh God, you sound like you're talking to a, you're being mean to a child, you know, like when you shout at a little child, but, you know, having those strong boundaries of like, no, I don't care who you are. And I don't care if I'm naked, clothed or naked, policeman or not, you should not be shouting and ridiculing me and being nasty. I just think that is awesome. Bearing in mind what she's doing is illegal. So she proceeds to be arrested, of course, because she, you know, stands up for herself to a policeman and when it goes to court now from what I'm aware Betty Page is one of the one of the only uh pinups or you know models that this happened to to get her charge changed so she was arrested on indecent exposure and in court 
she refused to plead guilty because on the basis that she was saying that nudity means that she's not indecent. It's not indecent to be nude. Um, So it got reduced to disorderly conduct. You imagine it's in the 1950s and she's been naked shouting at a policeman, like, don't talk to me like that. And then in court, she even gets the court to change her... To change, to change her, you know, her, not conviction, but, you know, whatever you call it. It got changed. Come on. If that isn't iconic, I literally don't know what it is. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 7,000 reviews available online right now and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code podcast to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Another quick point. This is number seven. And I've already briefly um, touched upon this, but it's it's on the whole, you know, going from, you know, what the police did and what we're doing back then as well, is that uh, nudity and, and modelling, it, it isn't always sexual. And we're still fighting with this battle currently. And it's just like, I just, I just don't understand it, that a woman can't wear lingerie and talk about it and how it makes her feel without it being solicitation without it being for a man. It's like the whole world is kind of programmed from the male gaze to to show that when a woman's naked, it's about sex. Like like as if it's this blinkered tunnel vision that it possibly couldn't be anything else. And it absolutely, it drives me mad. And it's the reason that I've lost my Instagram and I've lost a lot of income this month um, and, and probably will for the next couple of months. Um, but she is a huge, you know prolific person for that i have already said this fact because it was tying on from something else i was talking about earlier but it was point a was that um playboy at the time was only two years old and in 1955 she was labeled miss january um and she says she got on really well with um hugh hefner even though they'd never properly met he kind of helped her to kind of get you know sort of better modeling deals in the last few years of her career before she just up and left New York. Um, and you might recognise one of the really incredible photos of her actually for this. And it was, she's by a Christmas tree and she's holding an ornament. And uh, I think she's got, she's got a Christmas hat on and she's like posed next to a Christmas tree and she's like winking at the camera. Totally innocent, like playful, fun, um, very liberated, but very just like, oh, I'm decorating the Christmas tree naked, you know? That's the kind of vibe I love. I think that's what people love about Betty. It's just so, it feels so natural, which it should be. The naked body is natural. And point number nine is that um, she was 
I mean, the, the three three points here actually are uh, Christian mental illness or mental health and racial issues. In that area, that still seems like a taboo area that some people still really hate talking about. Um, but she was heavily religious. She was a very strict Christian. Um, she, um, she when she left her modelling, she went actually went on to study the Bible and she she worked alongside some very prolific. Um, like notorious people within that industry who advised, you know, uh, politicians and uh, pr- uh, pr- uh, presidents and things like that. She she really not herself, but the the people that she worked with, who she was studying with, she um, it was she 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 loved it, and she um, there was only I think one regret that she she said she had in her modelling career, and it was when so Betty didn't drink, right. And she was on a shoot one day and she was kind of, she was basically tricked into drinking and she got really drunk. And there's some photos of her that I would never share um, out of respect for Betty, but it's like legs spread open, very, um, a lot more pornographic, I guess you could say, um, a lot more explicit. Um, and she was so ashamed about those photos um, and a few other things that happened to her at the time that that's what caused her to leave the modelling industry. Um, and because she never considered the other modeling that she did sexual, you know, so it's only when she did that, that I, I think it, it quite aff- it affected her. Um, and when you know more about her past, you think, well, yeah, because she's been manipulated again and she's, she probably can't take it anymore. Understandable that, that, that she, you know, she, she, she did up and leave. I mean, you think, God, celebrities can't up and leave now, can they? You know, once, once they know who you are, you're, you're known forever, aren't you? Which is, is sad really, but. It's also sad that we didn't see Betty for years. So, um, yeah, so that was a, a regret of hers. And she always, whenever you hear her talk, whenever you read about her, she always, you know, quotes, she quotes the Bible. She quotes things about Adam and Eve, like, you know, nudity isn't shameful because, you know, Adam and Eve were, were naked and things like that. So I think for people, anyone who, I mean, I'm not religious myself, but from things I've read online from people who are, they say that, you know, she's really relatable because there's a lot of shame around things like that in some religions. And I think, from you know, again, from what I read, I can't personally speak on this because I'm I don't believe in, in, in God and the devil and all of that. But she um she helped other people to not feel shame about their bodies and things, which is absolutely remarkable. It's 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 it's, it's amazing. Um there is a lot of misinformation, as I said, about her mental health that I will go into in April. Um, but again, I've read lots of people online saying that, you know, they've she she you know her career has helped other people to not feel ashamed about their mental illness and their mental health. And there's one other point, and it was about the racial issues. So obviously, we know what it was like in the fifties in America. If you don't, you should. <laughs> it doesn't take long to find out. Have a little Google, but. People were still dealing with black people and white people don't go in the same bar or they don't have the same rights and they can't be seen in the same places. Um, People would, you know, it's uncommon to know people that were together or uh, potentially uh, working together. Obviously, it's not completely unheard of, but there was still a lot of um, injustice and segregation. So there was a photographer. um, Well, actually, no, he was a policeman. He was a cop. Um, but he was a, a photographer in his like, spare time. And this gentleman was called Jerry Tibbs. Now, this is a story that I heard about when I was really young. And I always thought, I wonder how much truth there is in this. Because I always, I always feel like when you read things on the internet, you've got to really know your sources. But 
I've now heard Betty say this in the film multiple times because I've watched the film multiple times because <laughs> I love it. He is the man responsible for her fringe. And he actually did her first portfolio for free, her pinup portfolio for free. And um, he just, he, he saw her, I think it was in Miami on the beach and he met her and he suggested because she has a high forehead like me to have bangs because it flatters her face more exactly why I have them as well so again that made me love her because I was like oh that's why I want bangs because it covers my big forehead and it looks fabulous um so yeah this guy was the the uh the person responsible for that but also he he was black so and from all these things I've read online and the, the general consensus is that this person doesn't get enough credit and neither does Betty because at the time a black man taking photos of a stunning white pinup model who went on to become Betty Page like that wasn't heard of from 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 all of my research and from hearing everything like this was quite a shock factor and again it just shows that Betty Betty would work with anybody she she was I mean I know she shouldn't be commended for that because of course that should be the norm but in her but in that era I mean in other areas too, but you know, in the fifties when you know pinup modeling became so massive, that's it's quite unheard of, you know. So I feel like that that deserves the respect, you know, and it deserves, you know, it should it should be known, and we should thank Jerry Tips because he is responsible for all of our lovely bangs. Because if it wasn't for Betty Page, I don't know if I would have the Betty shaped bangs that I do. I'd probably have a fringe, but it probably wouldn't look as as good as it does without them. <laughs> And I want to leave this um, on point number 10, which is some quotes from Betty. So the, here's one quote, and I believe I've got this word for word. It is, they kept saying that I'm some sort of sexual innovator. I never thought of any part of my poses as being sexual in any way. I never had anything like that in my mind when I posed. And it's really funny at the end, you can hear her laughing like chuckling away, like I never thought about that, you know, like, and I just imagined that she says she imagined that the, that the the camera was her boyfriend and she was just posing and teasing him and being silly it wasn't you know literally sexual it was meant to be playful and and fun you know not taking yourself seriously so again incredible and then the second one i wanted to read was um so this is quite sad for me i i i find this quite sad but it's also quite iconic that she just she just disappeared and I, we, you know, I know, and as much as anyone that loves her and, and has watched films and, and knows the truth about Betty, she she suffered a lot in her life and a lot in later life due to her mental mental illness, but because of her mental health, because of everything that that happened to her in her life, so she she just disappeared, and that she really dealt with m more horribleness <laughs> after she disappeared. You know, it's not like she just got this fame and lived this lovely rich life. She became very poor and she was alone, and it, you know, it's sad. But what is sad, I think, and it's something we still deal with today is is that, you know, men ageing and women ageing is often treated differently. And that's not, you know, to say that men aren't insecure about getting older and, and you know, aren't judged for it. But women especially, you know, we're very judged for, for getting old and wrinkly and things sagging and not looking like they did when they were 24, you know. I think it's kind of sad that that's how Betty felt about herself. Um, she didn't even want pictures and videos taken of her. At the Playboy Mansion, when she had a tribute party thrown for her, there's only one or two photos of her because there was no cameras and no videos. That's That was out of respect for her because she she never wanted to be seen. She wanted to be remembered exactly how she was in the photos. So this one is, um, I'll read it now. I wouldn't want to see a model when she's old and out of shape. It's nothing to look at. 
You want to look at them when they are young and beautiful with beautiful bodies. <laughs> she says, I, d I didn't look bad in the 50s. I had a beautiful figure and everything. I only started falling apart the last couple of years. And she starts laughing and then she's like, I hate old age. And I can heavily relate to that. Like, I'm never going to lie. I'm going to have Botox. I have had fillers already. And I love looking juicy and plump. And, and I have absolutely no shame about it. I talk openly and honest about it. I know that um, people do get really insecure about getting older and ageing um, and not looking like, you know, you do when you're in your 20s or your 30s. So I wanted to leave it on that note because the last thing, that last quote was that I would like people to remember me how I was in the photos. And that is why, out of respect, I've only ever shared the videos of her when she was younger because there are a couple of photos of her when she's older. As I say, there are some photos of her that she had taken that she didn't like that were more graphic. So I've never um, really spoken about until now. And I I wouldn't really share them or really go around being like, oh, look, this is Betty. You know, I always show the ones of her in the beach smiling and laughing and having fun. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to leave it on that note that although Betty is this iconic, powerful woman, like she also still worried about getting old like us and that she put on weight and her body changed. Um which again makes her more relatable and is something that a lot of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have probably worried about at some point in our lives as well. So yeah, I really hope you've enjoyed the reasons that I love Betty Page, why I think she's relatable and so iconic. If you are interested and you think, God, you know, wow, like what did happen to Betty Page? Come back in April because I'm going to do a whole thing on her. I'm going to try and keep it relatively, uh, not it's hard to keep it all positive because obviously she had a hard life, but I really want to kind of pay homage to Betty Page um, and show her the respect that she deserves um, because, you know, she's the reason why so many of us uh, have the iconic Betty Page red lips and bangs look now. And she's inspired a lot of my career. So I really want to pay respects to her on her birthday month in April. But um, yeah, I really hope you've enjoyed this. I would definitely say go away, look up Irving Claw and Google Betty Page, look up some cool pictures of her and come back. Uh, there will be a, a podcast every month, but especially in April, I'm going to be talking more about Betty Page. So yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Make sure that you check out everyone else's podcast on here if you want to have a little more listen about lingerie and everything else that we love. Um, if not, make sure you come and check out episode eight, which is going to be about something really, really, really cool. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 7,000 published reviews online, we're the number one review site, and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast 
to get a 10% discount off your membership today.